0: Welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. On today's Teal Shirt Report, we're going to examine the losing streak. It's at eight games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They won their first game over the Colts way back in September. You know, first game where the Jags defeated the Colts at TIAA Bankfield. And now it's been eight consecutive losing games. That's right. Eight, I should say, an eight-game losing streak is what I'm trying to say. Jaguars uh, will concentrate on mainly the last uh, two games over the last uh, couple of weeks. The Jaguars lost to Houston in a game which, you know, actually turned out closer than um, than than what I thought it would be. It was amazing. I mean, um, keep keep in mind uh, the Jaguars only lost the Houston game by like what two points, twenty seven to twenty five. And that was amazing, especially when Houston got a gift in that game as far as um, the officiating. Letting a play go after Houston definitely broke the rules. Let the play clock, uh, Deshaun Watson let the play clock clock roll down to 0-0. Snapped the ball. You can't blame Watson and the Texans. Hey, they were just running their play. The officials, however, did not. Uh, stop the game on that particular play. So we're going to talk about the last two games the Jaguars have played uh, here on the Teal Shirt Report. We're going to talk about SEC football and the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings, high school football. Alex Nunnery had a uh, report from the Sandalwood-Mandarin game uh, this past Monday. They had you know one of those uh, rare nights where they had a Monday night playoff game. We're going to talk about all that on the Teal Shirt Report. Keep in mind now, we are listened to in as many as 17 states uh, in the United States. 17 states were worldwide and internationally listened to in Canada. Uh, a lot of folks in Quebec, uh, up in Canada, listening in. We got Hong Kong. Hey, guys. Uh, also, let's see, New Zealand, Germany, Puerto Rico. And uh, Puerto Rico is like their own country, but they're kind of close to being a state too, right? But we got people listening in Puerto Rico, Canada, Quebec, Montreal. I guess Montreal is uh, what part of Quebec, right? Uh, So we we give you geography, you know, on the Shirt Report as well. And I tell you, sports does that for people because when I was growing up as a kid, it's kind of how I learned where every place was. Hey, this team is here. This team is here in this part of the country. And sports can be a great teacher, both, you know, in mathematics, geography, knowing where, you know, places are like, you know, right here in our end of the world, Jacksonville, Florida. So we, we are listened to in as many as 17 states. We're international, uh, listened to in Germany. I noticed we got some, some new listeners uh, in England, jolly old England. And you guys, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate uh, you guys tuning in very, very much. And, you know, I've, I've been to London before. And, uh, it's an interesting place and it's, you know, for me, it's like a different solar system. When you get over there, you say, man, how am I getting back to the States? I mean, it's a long way across the pond and, uh, it's been a few years since I've been over there, but I will tell you that, you know, we got people listening all over the world. So we kind of take the Teal Shirt Report out to you everywhere you are via the internet, uh, via, you know, via places like, um, Anchor you know, to anchor Spotify, all know, all the biggies, you know, all the big, we're, we're on the big platforms, uh, anchor Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, pod paradise. I know brother JC, you know, our big J Report.com freelance writer. I know he listens on pod paradise and we're on breaker. Um, So many different platforms out there There's one called There's one interesting one I kind of like to go to sometimes It's called Himalayan And Himalayan's kind of cool Because you go up there And listen to the Teal Shirt Report on Himalayan And they'll also uh, list about four other podcasts uh, Right near ours that you can listen to And kind of sample So Himalaya, uh, Himalayan is a a pretty cool one I think that's more internationally uh, More, I think more Asian uh, part of the world, Himalayan, but I—it's—it's it's, its actually a, a pretty good platform, so I like that one. I go to Himalayan and listen uh, to our podcast sometimes as well. So the biggies, of course, are you know Anchor, uh, Spotify, Buzzsprout is a great player. So we want to thank everybody listening wherever you are, whether you're in Canada, Puerto Rico, uh, Newport, Wales area. Uh, Andy Powers, hello to you. Uh, You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. We'll talk about the Jaguars' eight-game losing streak, and particularly the last two games. Try to make sense of it all right here on the Teal Shirt Report. Thank you for listening. Okay. Uh, you are listening to the tillshirt Shirt Report. Uh, thank you for staying with us, staying tuned to the Till Shirt Report. Great to have you listening in. want to thank our sponsors too, Anchor.fm, Saucerility, Great North Florida Real Estate Listings. See Larry Saucer at Saucerility. Whether it's, um, you know, you want to get a new home, uh, buy property and build a home. So if you're looking for a home or residential property, um also a business commercial uh, you know see larry saucer he's got a little bit of everything as far as north florida real estate goes contact uh, larry saucer at saucer Realty to find his link go to bigjreport.com scroll down uh, to our weather information uh that we do have on the home page you may have to scroll down a little ways on bigjreport.com but uh, if you do you you will find the link, you click on that link and go to Saucer Realty and uh, take a look at what they got. There's contact, you know, numbers and emails to contact the man, uh, Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty. He's my uh, fish fry buddy, too. We sometimes uh, meet for lunch and uh, enjoy some, some good fish. Some fish lately I've enjoyed. I mean, uh, and I told Larry this, I like, I've like. i gotten where I really like red snapper. I've always liked trout. Shrimp is good, too. So seafood, man, I don't eat it every day. I don't even eat it every week. But, you know, maybe once or twice a month, it's pretty good. I kind of like a variety of food. So Saucerility, one of our fine sponsors right here at uh, on the website at BigJReport.com. And uh, you can find the link for saucerility. Uh, for your North Florida real estate needs, go to bigjreport.com. Scroll down. You'll find the link for Saucerility uh, in our weather information. We also want to thank, of course, Anchor.fm. You hear the spots or the commercials, if you will, concerning Anchor.fm, the simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. And I have noticed some you know, really nice enhancements and improvements by Anchor over the last couple of months. So if you've ever wanted to do your own podcast, go to Anchor.fm. They'll set you up. Hey, it is it, it is free, too. It's free. Now, uh, here at the Teal Shirt Report, we have made some investments as far as spreading the podcast out. Uh, because we do, um, you know, we have gone with Buzzsprout, too, as far as uh, them helping us with a player. And there is a little bit of an investment in that as well with Buzzsprout. But uh, we're on all these great platforms. Uh, Spotify, you can find us at Spotify. Just type Teal Shirt Report in. We're also on Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify Anchor, uh, Pod Paradise, and and many, many other platforms. One called Breaker. I think Breaker's improved a lot of what they're doing as well. We mentioned Himalayan a little bit earlier as well, which is more of a international one. But you can find it from anywhere in the world, including of the United States. So, so here we are in Jacksonville, Florida, the good old U.S. of A, right, as they say. Okay, so we're going to talk more about the Jaguars. Now, the thing that really has upset me more than anything, because I think especially in the Green Bay game, you saw effort. You saw effort by the defense. You finally started seeing these guys flying around to the ball. I don't know how they accomplished more effort, but it looks like the Jaguars' coaches got more effort. I don't know. Sometimes – you know, a, a team that's a big underdog says, "Hey, we're getting ready to play Green Bay. We gotta, we gotta show something." I think that's what they did. Whether it was the coaches doing it or the players digging uh, deep down inside, they showed more effort. Um, the last two games, the defense has given up under thirty points. It was twenty-seven against Houston. Also, although the officials kind of robbed the Jags on one of those touchdowns, quite frankly, and then twenty-four points. Um, you know, to Aaron Rodgers, arguably one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL today in 2020. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers this season in 2020 is playing better. He may be having one of his best seasons ever uh, right now. The Packers are going to be in the playoffs and they'll be a contender, especially if they can, you know, win their first round game. Yeah, to me, the NFL playoffs really isn't real. It's not the real playoffs until they get down to about the the final eight teams in the entire league. And they are having an extra an extra playoff game. I think it's seven teams. They added an extra team in each conference. So there'll be seven playoff teams in the AFC, seven playoff teams in the NFC most ever. That's 14 teams making the playoffs. However, our beloved Jaguars will be at home during the playoffs. And hopefully there'll be some changes. In the coaching staff, maybe the you know the blow them all out. As far as I'm concerned, Codwell's got a terrible record over his last eight years being the GM. One winning season since he's been the GM with the Jaguars. So, you know, um, <laughs> I say blow them all out at this point because heck, they're they're one and eight. However, I'm gonna say this. I think they played really, they played some good football in the last two games. I don't think Houston is that good of a football team, but the Jaguars played them tooth and nail. However, you know, what really bothers me, and we're going to talk about it right now the officiating. Somebody needs to say something because the NFL officiating has been horrible the last four years. And if you look at just the last uh, two Jaguars games, let's take a look at it. I mean, the last two Jacksonville Jaguars games against the Texans. And the game at Green Bay, in my opinion, were both poorly officiated. So we're going to talk about that. I mean, you know, I've got a lot of people that have opinions. Uh, One of my guys in the Facebook group, uh, Terry, said, every NFL game you watch has very bad calls that have a lot to do with who wins. There is no punishment for the officials. They are only supposed to call plays when they see them. Can never AJ can is what Terry's talking about. AJ can never came close to, to holding, but the officials threw the flag anyway. It happens all the time in the NFL. So great comments from, uh, one of our, our Facebook group members, big uh, Facebook group members, uh, Terry, we appreciate that very, very much. Terry, uh, the comments and we, we made our own comments as you, as you know. And if you listen to this podcast, uh, you know, we're all the time, you know, talking about, you know, what's really going on. And uh, I'm going to give you some of my comments here. I'm trying to, trying to pull up some comments that we actually wrote and uh, pulled together a little bit earlier. And, you know, a lot of people have comments about the officiating because, quite frankly, the officiating cost the Jags the last two games. The Jags lost to Houston by two points. But, of course, um, you know, the Jaguars were very competitive in these uh, two games also. Uh, The officiating in both games was the difference between a win and a loss in both games with awful officiating with one very glaring play, you know, in both games. So um, I'm going to take a look at uh, more of the comments uh, that, you know, that we do have. And I made some I made some comments in a post, I, and my comment was, you know, Jags coach Doug Marone should have gone out on the field in the Texans game in particular, because that that call that that whole situation that no call was much more blatant in my opinion. Of course, the the holding penalty on AJ Ken in the Green Bay game was it was terrible. Jags coach Doug Marone should have he should have got out in front of this. Jags coach Doug Marone should have gone out on the field got thrown out of the Houston game, in my opinion, and made a major point of what is happening with the officiating, but he did not. He didn't. Then the officials might have at least taken more notice. So, I mean, over the years, why do you think – hey, why do you think that uh, former Atlanta Braves manager Bobby Cox got thrown out of so many baseball games? He was looking out for his team and his players. Doug didn't do it in the Texans game, and uh, then it happened again in the Green Bay Packers game. Both of these questionable calls happening on scoring plays, the NFL is able to control games with the rules the way they want to, not the way they should, in my opinion. This poop, I'll repeat that, this poop has been bringing the toilet paper brigade, right? This poop has been going on for over four years. Get mad and get thrown out, Doug. The fan base would respect you for it, maybe too little, too late. Now, uh, this is one of my, you know, this is one of my reasons uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars need a new coach. That, you know, certainly is my opinion. Now, here's 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 another thing. Here's another thing we want to talk about. Um, we w- we want to talk about, um, you know, certainly more about the officials. Um, you know, I had Terry commented. To Me, this is what Terry said from my Facebook group. Coaches are scared to death of the NFL. It does no good to complain because nothing is done about it, and the coaches get fined. I came back to Terry. I said, Hey, would have been fine, it would have been worth the fine, right? Would have been worth the fine. The Texans running a play after the play clock striking 0-0 in the game two weeks ago and and running the play at least two seconds after the play clock went down to zero, 0 Should have been a five-yard penalty on the Texans instead of them scoring a touchdown in a Jaguars two-point loss. That was, of course, that was the Texans game. Then we move later to the Green Bay game last Sunday, the Green Bay game. Does anyone believe Jags uh, right guard A.J. Cann was holding on that play? After seeing the replay, I think not. Most people say, well, he might have made some contact with the player, but we didn't see a hold. The holding play resulted in the officials calling back a touchdown run by our Jags running back. So the running back is penalized. The team is penalized. And I'll be quite frankly, I'll be quite frank about it. I'll be quite frank about it. I am infuriated. Your humble servant, your host of the Till Shirt Report, I am infuriated infuriated over these, these calls or no calls in the Texans game and the Green Bay game. Don't even get me started on that AFC championship game, you know, back in January of 2018 from the 2017 season. The officials, it's a tough job. And I told a guy that's kind of pro-official, there's a guy on, uh, you know, that I've, I've communicated with in one of the NFL UK groups, Facebook groups, and I, I i you know he kind of stands up for the officials a lot of times but i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you right now that they need to do something and uh, it's uh, it's very tiring it is very disappointing uh in my opinion and i'm giving you my opinion this is scott scott from the teal shirt report and I'm not happy, especially the last two games. And, I'm, again, I'm, I went way back and mentioned the AFC championship game that the Jaguars played in back in January of 2018, which was the AFC championship game from the 2017 season. Don't get me started on that game. I mean, the, the, the holding penalties on New England that were ignored, um, the pass interference calls. There was one on A.J. Boye that was questionable. I believe there was another call that was a no call. Uh, again, you know, where the Patriot guy had, had his arms wrapped all around the the Jaguars receiver when the ball was in flight uh, to to the Jaguars receiver. So the officials, it's a shame the Jaguars play hard on defense. I mean, let's point out some of the the really fine defensive play we actually saw because Todd Wash's scheme showed up with Aaron Rodgers in the second half. But I'm going to tell you, these guys played hard. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive standouts for me include Devon, Devon Hamilton, the uh, nose guard defensive tackle that they drafted out of Ohio state in the uh, 2020 NFL draft. Devon Hamilton played well. I believe he had as many as four tackles and even a sack Sidney Jones. Um, the defensive back for the Jaguars is playing well, Miles Jack. Miles Jack got a fumble in the game and took off and ran a little bit, and I was glad to see that. Joe Schobert's been playing well at times, and rookie uh, C.J. Henderson against Green Bay seemed seemed to go back to the way he was playing early in the season. You know, game one, game two. I think I think C.J. might have been hampered by an injury over the last. Um, uh, I'm thinking over the last few weeks as well. I'd heard you know he wasn't. You know, doing well, and uh, I believe CJ had even, you know, CJ Henderson had even missed a game. So, so those are my standouts on defense. I saw players flying around with the ball. That's what you got to have, particularly, particularly if you don't have the most talented guys on defense. The Jags, I mean, they don't have the talent like they had back in 2017. They they don't have the defensive talent. They got young guys that are talented, but need to get experience devon hamilton i think the lights which is starting to go on for him uh, and i know uh, head coach doug marone has, has talked very favorably and well of him in some of D- doug's press conferences so devon hamilton Sidney jones uh, miles jack joe Schobert, and uh, rookie cj henderson those guys are some of my standouts on offense Have about two touchdowns by keelan cole against green bay one was a 91 yard Uh, Punt return for a touchdown by uh, Jags wide receiver Keelan Cole. One was a 91-yard touchdown run on a punt return, and then he caught a touchdown pass uh, from uh, quarterback Jake Luton. Jake Luton as well. So the Jags lost, but I went over what's really irritating me about the last two games, the officiating has put a major damper on great efforts the last two weeks, especially the effort against the the Green Bay Packers at Green Bay uh, last Sunday. So the Jags are 1-8. and eight. The season will continue on our next podcast. You know we'll, we'll, What we'll do is we'll talk about the next opponent. I haven't even got to the next opponent yet, and it's already November the 18th. But in a couple of days, we'll be back on here, talk about the next opponent for the Jaguars. But right now, uh, they are – Uh, one and eight on the season. We're going to continue. We're going to take a look at the SEC power rankings, the bigjreport.com SEC power rankings coming up on our next segment. You are listening to episode show number 72 of the Teal Shirt Report. And, again, thank you for listening. okay we uh, we talked about the jaguars <laughs> last couple of losses man the games were close even the green bay game was actually entertaining uh the officiating was brutal uh there were two really really bad calls at pivotal moments in both games that replay confirmed that the officials made the wrong call however and they were both scoring plays but however according to you know whatever the bylaws the officiating in the nfl have um, they're non-reviewable. How about those apples? They're non-reviewable. Man, I got to get off this soapbox. Let's go to the uh, the Big SEC Power Rankings again. Thanks to our sponsor Anger FM Saucer Reality. Uh, Ufallahits dot com, That's right, You dot Lake Eufallahits.com. Man, you got to get it all in there, Lake uh, our, one of our fantastic freelance uh, writers, uh, J.C. with BigJReport.com and our neighbor sections. Uh, J.C. runs uh, the internet radio stuff and uh, com. Check them out. Great hits. Rec- recognizable hits. It's all good. LakeUfallahits.com. Be there. That's right. Be there. Check it out. Internet radio. LakeUfallahits.com. Okay, let's check out the, um, and I need to mention Saucerility, right? North Florida real estate listings, uh, home, residential, business, commercial. Uh, go to bigjreport.com, click on Saucerility. You'll be glad you did, especially if you want to settle in this beautiful area of North Florida, you know, that I'm very fortunate to live in. And, you know, I will tell you that North Florida, South Georgia, great places to live. And uh, we, we got folks, uh, up in pockets of South Alabama, good folks that listening to the podcast too. Mad Max in fall hello to you, JC. Hello to you in the fall Alabama area. And uh, right now what we're going to do uh, is we're going to take a look at the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. I get a lot of information from from JC, our our fantastic uh, 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 featured freelance writer jc with bigjreport.com okay bigjreport.com um, our freelance fantastic freelance writer jc told me alabama's going to be strong and they've been strong so far there's six and oh at the top of the sec power rankings the bigjreport.com sec power rankings alabama six and oh texas a&m who yours truly said Texas A&M is going to be a dark horse in the SEC West in 2020, and that they've been. Only one loss, that was to Alabama. So Alabama 6-0, number one in our power rankings. Texas A&M at 5-1, number two. Uh, Florida coming off the 63-35 win over Arkansas. No no defense in that game, but Trask continues to shine. My goodness, did Trask actually have – was it six touchdowns he had? I'm going to have to clarify that because I don't have the stats in front of me. But I think Cal Trask had, what, maybe six touchdown passes in that game? Um, you know, against, was it five or six touchdown passes? We'll, we'll, we'll get an update on that. But, uh, you know, Florida put 63 points on the scoreboard against Arkansas. Florida won the game 63-35. After the game, there was a great moment and a great photo uh, between Cal Trask the Florida quarterback and the Arkansas hog quarterback, Fleepy Franks, who used to be a Florida, he transferred to Arkansas. So a great moment of those two guys meeting at the middle of the field after the game. But Florida won the game sixty three to thirty five. They they outscored Arkansas. There was very little defense in this game. So Florida is ranked third in our power rankings. Florida is third at five and one. Georgia four and two. Auburn four and two. Those are your contenders. The top five I mentioned: Alabama one, Texas A and M two, Florida three. Uh, Georgia fourth, Auburn fifth. Now, I've got to go all the way to Kentucky for number six. Kentucky's been gradually moving up. Uh, Kentucky had really a big win over Mississippi State earlier in the season, where Mississippi State only got two points. So Kentucky's playing some defense. Kentucky's three and four though. We got Kentucky sixth, Ole Miss seventh at three and four. Lane Kiffin calling some, doing some outstanding play calling very imaginative play calling with quarterback Matt Corral who was recruited by former Gator coach uh, uh, McIlwain, you know, coach McIlwain, coach Mack, as they called him. And uh, Matt Corral was going to go to Florida and then Mullen got the job. And, and I guess he wanted to play in a different offense than what Mullen was running, but Mullen got Kyle Trask. The interesting thing is coach Mack, coach Jim McIlwain recruited and, and, signed Kyle Trask to Florida. He also, um, had a commitment from Matt Corral. And then when, you know, when McIlwain got fired, which was not the worst thing because coach Mullen has has proven to be a great coach for Florida and coach McIlwain has gone on, you know, he was an assistant at Michigan and now he's the head coach of the Chippewas at central Michigan. But, um, just wanted to point out a couple of good things that Coach Mack had done during his tenure at Florida, besides winning two SEC East division titles. Not doing well in the championship game, though, against, uh, I guess it was mainly Alabama they were losing to. But uh, again, Kentucky sixth at three and four, Ole Miss seventh at three and four, Arkansas. Arkansas's won three games. They got three wins in the hopper. I got Arkansas eighth at three and four. Missouri 9th at 2-3, and three, Mississippi State 10th at 2-4, and four, LSU 2-3 and, and 11th, Tennessee is 12th at 2-4. and four. And let's see, South Carolina, they fell. They have fallen all the way down to 13 in the power rankings at 2-5. and five. And I guess when the brass at South Carolina said, man, we've fallen all the way down to 13th in the SEC power rankings that BigJReport.com is putting out, and what did they do when they fell to 13th? They fired Will Muschamp. Well, most champs on the straight, but he got a good buyout. He's not going to hurt for anything, but he may not be a head coach again anytime soon, unless he decides to go down to, you know, a smaller school. I think he can be a defensive coordinator for a big-time school, though. South Carolina's 2-5 and five and 13th in our power rankings. Vanderbilt, of course, pulling up the rear. Florida plays Vanderbilt in Nashville this Saturday, 12-noon kickoff. Vanderbilt always plays Florida tough in Nashville, but this year's a little bit different because Vanderbilt's been low on numbers uh, due to the COVID situation. So in Vanderbilt every every week, it's like, hey, do we have enough players to play? Vanderbilt is 14th dead last in the power rankings. Vanderbilt is 0 and 6. So right now, we're going to quickly, as quickly as we can, uh, we're going to move to uh, high school, high school football, and there was a lot of games played. And we'll try to run down uh, the most recent, you know, high school football playoff games real quickly. North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas high school football scoreboard for uh, Friday night back on November the 13th. Jacksonville Bowls 44, and the Villages 14. Tennessee, uh, Tallahassee. I wanted to say Tennessee. Tallahassee records 21, Ed White 14. Let's review this again. Jacksonville Bulls, 44, the Villages, 14, Tallahassee Records, 21, Ed White, 14, a final. Atlantic Coast, 41, Fletcher, 21. Fletcher did win the local Northeast Florida Gateway Conference uh, the week earlier, but Fletcher got knocked out of the playoffs uh, this week by Atlantic Coast, 47-21. But Fletcher had a great season. The lead generals, 42, Fort Walton beat six. Episcopal Jacksonville, coached by Mark Brunell. Episcopal Jacksonville, 41, interlock at 19, the final. Fernandina Beach Pirates, 34, West Nassau, 22. Swanee County defeated Terry Parker. That's Swanee County Live Oak, 14. Terry Parker, 7. Gainesville uh, Buchholz, 46, Creekside, 13. Kind of a surprise on how lopsided that score was. University Christian is still alive in the playoffs. Uh, University Christian, 41. Osceola Christian, 16, the final. In these games that were played, you know, back on uh, Friday night, November the 13th, St. Augustine defeated Mosley, St. Augustine 38, Mosley 24, the final, Pensacola, Scambia 44, Middleburg, nothing in a shutout, Menendez stays alive, Menendez 32, Mount Door 27, Uh, final, Orange Park 20, Citrus 7, Uh, Florida High 42, Andrew Jackson 6, Trinity Christian, and they've had some big wins this year over nationally ranked teams in some non-conference type games. Uh, Trinity Christian, they beat a team from South Florida that was like ranked in the top 20 nationally earlier in the season. But Trinity Christian is still alive in the playoffs. Trinity Christian Academy, 20, Baldwin, 3. Fleming Island, 21, Tate, 0. Clay High School, Blue Devils, 43, Leesburg, nothing. Uh, The Reigns Vikings, 28, Westside, 20. The final, the Hilliard Flash is still alive in the playoffs. Hilliard Flash is... Hilliard, 22, Lafayette, 21, the final. South Georgia and South Bama playoff scores. uh, Charlton County, Georgia, 31, Lanier, 21. Lowndes, 28. Camden County, Wildcats, 21. You uh, Alabama seven game winning streak comes to an end in a second round state playoff game up in South Alabama. It was blunt of all people. Blunt, you say. Blunt, Alabama. Blunt, 41. You a 28. So blunt eliminates you uh, Blunt, 41. You a uh, 28. Uh, the final score. You Alabama, the high school football Tigers finished their 2020 season with a record of nine and three had a great season, a seven game winning streak, but you got beat by blunt 41 to 28 uh, in the uh, South Alabama, or I should say in the Alabama state playoffs, uh, going back to North Florida for just a moment. Another North Florida score on Monday night, November the 16th, the Sandalwood saints defeated Mandarin Sandalwood 28, Mandarin 13, the final. And we're going to get a report on that game from Alex Nunry, who was there Monday night. And that was, uh, heck, that was this past uh, Monday night back on November the 16th. So we're going to get a report from Alex Nunry on the Mandarin-Sandalwood playoff game. Let's now join BigJReport.com contributor Alex Nunry and a report on the Sandalwood-Mandarin game. Alex
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Alex Nunnery. We are here for a Monday night Class 8A football playing game between the visiting Mandarin Mustangs and the home team, the Sandalwood Saints. The winner of this game will face the Flagler Boncos Bulldogs, on this coming up Friday, the winner of this game will actually host that game. The head coach of the Saints in his 18th year is Adam Geis, and the Mandarin head coach in his 4th year is Bobby Ramsey. The most noble alumni for the Saints is Leonard Payton. He was a member of the 2010 JU football team. Ladies and gentlemen, 10 years ago, the 2010 Jacksonville University football team was crowned the Pioneer Football League Championship. Ladies and gentlemen on that team was Sandalwood alumni, Leonard Payton, also Flagler Palm Coast alumni, Jarvis Williams Jr. Jarvis's dad, Jarvis Williams, played for the Miami Dolphins and the University of Florida Gators. Jarvis Jr. Played football at Flagler Palm Coast High School. And ladies and gentlemen, also Sandalwood defensive line coach Rolando Fines was on that football team. They were they were led by Kerwin Bell and the great number two Josh McGregor. Here at halftime at Sandalwood High School, the Woodshed said, "Sandalwood Football Stadium, it's Sandalwood 14." and the Mandarin Mustangs nothing. The Saints scores are with a nice punt return for a touchdown by number four, Jaden Canada, And a nice long run by the quarterback, number 15, Chris Calhoun. Canada is a senior, he's committed to Bison, and Calhoun is a junior. I apologize. Canada Day is committed to Howard University, the Howard Bison. His brother, former Jaguar Bryce Canada. Day. Sandalwood, also the home of former JU offensive tackle and offensive guard Leonard Payton. Payton played with Josh Phil Josh McGregor, Spencer Hodges, and the great Jarvis William Williams, nice nice and the great R. J. Small all at JU. Also Jordan, every day, every way. Jordan Dewhurst as well, and see, also Sandoval, the line coach Rolando Fines, head coach of the, he, They all played at JU from 08-10 on that on those two great historic JU football teams. Their head coach was the great Carwin Bell. Also on that staff was Arnie Mills, a Gator great, and also the Christchurch head coach Jim Stops. The other two Noble alumni for the Sandwood High School Saints is Broncos defense lineman Demarcus Walker, and also Lions defensive back. Chris Jones, the other noble alumni for the Mandarin Mustangs, is Gator great kicker Jeff Chandler. It'll be like really quick. All right, we're here with Devron Lewis, one of the, Devon Lewis, one of the best wide receivers in Jacksonville. Unfortunately, his high school career ended tonight, but... Tell us about how y'all fought up and then almost beat Sandalwood. Um we didn't I feel like we didn't we did good as a whole team. Um, defense is playing great, offense. We had a few mistakes, but we started coming back. But unfortunately the time just ran out. Alright, good looking, Youngstown, man. Appreciate it. Alright, we're here with the, the the two stars. The one with the pick six and then the kickoff return. And then another one with the pick six. We're here with Jaden Kennedy, who played at Fletcher for his first three years, then transferred over to Sandal, and they were here with Darnell Wilson, what the other star defense about. Tell us how y'all played tonight. I
0: played really well. I played really well, for real. I really love the game, and I got four and 44 to help me, and I got my D-line and my defense to play. I love the game. My coach told me to step up and make a big play. Today's
1: game is actually very well executed. As you've seen, uh, today I had two big plays. My main man, Tim, team right here, i right, make making plays every game, 44. Number, uh, number three, Hardy, and holding Long out there
0: making big plays for us. All right. Thank you all. Okay, you are listening to the T.O. Short Report. Alex Nunry, thank you for that fine report. Uh, in which Sandalwood defeated Mandarin, in the playoffs uh, that was back on monday november the 16th alex went to the monday night game it was sandalwood 28 mandarin 13 the final score let's switch over to some uh, north florida entertainment for just a moment real quickly because i think we've covered a lot in this uh, teal shirt report sponsored by anchor.fm uh, saucerility uh, lake Hits.com, where it's all good internet radio and you can follow us of course at bigjreport.com Real quickly, I want to mention Thirty Eight Special will be at the Florida Theater on December the tenth. Fifty percent capacity at the Florida Theater. They're excited about opening back up, but it's going to be at fifty percent capacity. Got to wear your mask, uh, social distancing, of course. But excitement abounds with the Florida Theater opening back up, and. Jacksonville, Florida's very own 38th special will be in concert December the 10th at the Florida Theater. Meanwhile, later on down the road at the arena, the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena, Elton John has announced he will have his Goodbye Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour in 2022. That's not next year. That's a year after. 2022. It will start uh, in Louisiana. I believe the first show will be uh, in New Orleans. In January of 2022, but here in Jacksonville, about three months later, the uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour for Elton John uh, will be held April the 23rd at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's some, you know, some uh, North Florida entertainment for you. Um, You know, if you want to watch a good movie, watch uh, Carlos Alvarez's uh, The Cuban Comet on the Southeastern Conference Network whenever it's uh, available, whenever it's showed. Check that out, the Cuban Comet. I've watched that very, very good uh, documentary uh, sports film about the Florida Gators' late 60s and early 70s team. There was a transition with that team where Ray Graves coached his last year and then Doug Dickey came in uh, for the 1970 season. Great movie, the Cuban Comet featuring Carlos Alvarez and Carlos is a friend of mine on Facebook too. So, and, uh, it's a great documentary to watch. And, uh, and buddy Martin actually shows up in the documentary. Another friend of mine on Facebook, uh, buddy Martin does a great Facebook live show that on our Facebook group. Um, you know, we actually share that to our Facebook group, the big J report.com Facebook groups, so check it out sometime. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report. We're on all the biggies, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pod Paradise, Google Podcast, Breaker, uh, Buzzsprout. You'll find us somewhere. Just type in Teal. That's T-E-A-L. Teal Shirt Report Podcast. The Teal Shirt Report. You'll find us somewhere, sometime. And uh, wrapping up uh, what has been. I, I've had a lot of fun doing this episode. This is episode number 72. This is episode show number 72 of the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott, and I'm out. Have a great day.